Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, this is very exciting. Welcome to Believe Chargers with the incomparable Lorenzo Neal, Charger great, Fresno State Bulldog with that beautiful green V on the back of the helmet. I think they, I don't know if they had that back then. What I'm saying is we have got Chargers talk coming to you uh, on multiple places, multiple platforms. That is what Believe Chargers is. We're going to be doing it on Bally's West uh, on Thursday evenings. You can subscribe to the podcast, just the audio component on Apple Podcasts. By the way, that is the same place where you can get Chargers Weekly, which is something that Lorenzo and Chris Harey and I do every single Thursday as well. So there are a lot of opportunities for you to get great Chargers content moving forward. This, however, Lorenzo, our first episode of Believe Chargers as the 2023 season is upon us. They will kick it off at 1.25 p.m. out at SoFi Stadium against the Miami Dolphins. It was a primetime showdown in Week 14. Of course, Justin Herbert severely outdueling Tua Tungo-Vailoa, the back-to-back draft picks, of course, fifth and sixth overall. And uh, we got it again. That's the way we're going to start this season. We could not be more excited about that. No question, Matt Money Smith. I am so excited. I'm excited to work with you, and this is just going to be a great season. When you think about the preseason, everyone's looking forward to the season. Can't wait. You watched some preseason. I was there with you in L.A., and we kind of watched practice. We talked about this team. What do they have to do to get to the to the dance? What do they have to do to get to the AFC Championship? What are they going to have to do to win the, the conference division? And it was just great conversation. But you know what? The talking's over. The haze in the barn because Sunday, if you can't get along, you might as well get it on. And they're getting it on against the Miami Dolphins, and I'm excited about it. You know, so much – and look, Sean McVay was sort of the guy that got this thing rolling. The lack of participation from veterans in the preseason, uh, it really kind of grew from there. Health became of paramount importance, understandably. What do you, in your playing days, remember about the preseason getting you ready for the first week of the regular season – how big of a deal is that when you start getting after the other team and hitting the other team and the other team's hitting you as opposed to practice? Yeah, great question, Matt. I think that when you look at the football and the national football, it's changing. It's it's constantly evolving. And what I mean by that, it's like guys are just not taking the hits and going through training camp the way that it used to be. You remember that. It was two and three times a day you're practicing so guys' skin could get more callous and they were you know, just more physical. And now coach understands that. This has been a team that we, I think, that could have played a lot better during the last several years, but injury. Now they have in Bolsa, the different guys because of injury, Keenan Allen. So coach understands that. So we say, look, guys, let's be physical as we can doing practice, but let me hold these guys out in these preseason games. And if guys are going to get injured, let's make it mean something in the regular season. So I think it's a different type of philosophy because the game has changed. So the centerpiece of the show, uh, this particular show, episode one, is going to be setting the tone, setting the stage with Coach Staley. He's going to join us in just a minute. Uh, Before he does that, is there anything that's just kind of sticking out to you, Lorenzo, that you want to get into with Coach before the season starts as uh, in just a a minute or so he's going to check in with us here? Oh, no question. The question I'm going to ask him, you know, Money, is just – how does he get his team ready to play in all three phases? Because everyone wants to talk about the defense. You got, you know, Bolsa and, and Khalil. And everyone wants to talk about the shiny offense because we got one of the better quarterbacks in the league and Herbert. But I like to talk about the special teams. I want to see how Coach is going to get all three of those facets and what has been his calling card to make sure that all three facets of this team is complete. 
Well, that will be one of uh, hopefully the many questions we we get to with Coach Staley uh, ahead of. And look, he, it was uh, it was a chess match with he and Mike McDaniel last year, and no doubt who came out ahead on that one. We're going to preview the matchup, by the way, our week one matchup. We'll do that every single week. Get a look at what's to come and what is just ahead. Of course, the whole season gets started against the Miami Dolphins, 1.25 p.m. at SoFi Stadium. Still a few tickets available at Chargers.com. And up next, conversation with head coach Brandon Staley. Well, Lorenzo, no better way to start the season here on Believe Chargers than with the head coach of the Bolts. They get things underway uh, week one against Miami. And coach, I I know you don't want to look back. You want to look forward, but it really was a masterpiece Uh, last year. It was a blueprint that a lot of people followed when it came to these Miami Dolphins. And it was a week to week thing. It felt like for the defense where we didn't know what you were going to throw at these opponents. Um, Can you carry any of that over or do so many things change year to year? Yeah, man, I think a lot of changes, but I think what we can carry over is that we play team defense, you know, and I think that's when you have a type of, you know, that type of performance, usually it's because, you know, you did it in all three levels and you did it for four quarters. And so um, that's what you, you know, really want to hope for from a performance standpoint is that all three levels of your defense are playing like that for four quarters. And the matchup's going to be a lot different. As you know, that matchup was, was unique in terms of, you know, how many guys we had out for that game and, you know, they've got a brand new team and so do we. So, um, you know, this is two quality opponents and they're well coached. They got a lot of personnel. So, um, you know, excited for the challenge. Coach, thanks for joining us again. How do you, when you assess the season, upcoming season and in the first game, especially, you know, guys are going to be fine around. It's the first game of the season. What is the temperament? What are some of the things that you do to make sure guys are prepared and ready to play? Well, I think, Lorenzo, you know, in that first one, there's always like the unknown and, you know, is what you see during the preseason, what you're going to get. OK, there's this what are they holding back and um, all the unscouted looks. And, and, and really, I think your first game, your opener's got to be about you. It can't be about the opponent. Um, you got to make sure that your players are playing fast. Um, and, you know, you hear that term all the time. But I think, you know, and making sure that we run the plays in all three phases that we really know by heart. Um, and then playing a fundamentally sound game, playing with the right technique, staying away from penalties, um, doing the things that affect winning and really focusing on that as opposed to, you know, what plays could they be running and, hey, you know, this and that. Just make sure that, hey, your cleats are in the ground. You're ready to adjust throughout the game. You're going to have to make adjustments, um, but you're controlling those things and dominating the controllables uh, in the first game. Coach, when it comes to um, just kind of having your team ready for for week one, you mentioned it. It's it's the greatest ability is availability, right? That's the saying. You, yeah. you came through the the preseason for the most part completely intact. I know Dayon's dealing with a little bit of a hammy, but other than that, uh, you're clean. Is there is there anything more than luck? Is there anything you can do? I mean, because you know it well uh, about trying to keep a team healthy for mm-hmm. 17 games in a season. Yeah, I think um, it's a great question, um, Matt, and a great point going into the first game. I think you can't give enough credit to Marco Zaccone, uh, Sal Lopez and his staff, Anthony Lamondo, uh, Paige Howard, uh, and then our coaching staff and personnel department. I think we committed a lot of resources into studying ourselves um, really over the past decade. You know, certainly my first two years here, but looking at a lot of, you know, different data and different teams and different sports. And, um, and I think the best way to be healthy is to get ready. And, you know, as Lorenzo knows, this is a physical game. 
and you got to make sure that you ramp up the right way, that you get the right amount of work because it's a physical game, you know, blocking and tackling. You have to do those things in order to be ready to do, do them when it counts. So I just thought our camp was it was physical. Uh, I thought our guys um, were in really good game shape. I thought that the preseason games reflected that in terms of our style of play and how we played in those games. And then I think the level of consistency and practice throughout camp was the highest since I've been here. And so it's a credit to all those people. Um, and most importantly, our players. Our players are the ones that deserve the credit for this injury report because they're the ones that have put in all the hard work. Coach, when you think about football, and everyone talks about, you know, offense entertains, defense wins championship. People talk, get caught up in offense and defense. Let's, I like to think that games are three phases. Offense counts to third, defense counts to third, and special teams. Just elaborate how important you think that this game is going to come down to special teams. Yeah, Lorenzo, you know, I've, we've had many conversations, Matt and I and, and, and DJ, um, since I've been here about building a complete football team. And really, those are the teams that win championships um, consistently are the teams that are complete in all three phases. Because as you know, like you don't know in a particular game which phase is ultimately going to win the game for you, you know. And, and I think the way you can stay consistent throughout the whole season and be your best certainly at the end when you need it is a team that can win any type of way. Um, whatever the matchup is, whether, you know, what your roster's like injury-wise, you know, all that good stuff, that you can win it in any phase of the game. And so, you know, you make the great point is it is a third. You know, each, each you know, place um, has an equal part in winning. And so um, I think that what we've tried to do, and, and it's been, you know, our whole organization is build a team that's deep enough in all three phases, you know, to win any game we play. So um, we're excited to, to prove ourselves this season. Coach, you get to see it uh, every day in practice, and I'm sure you feel it uh, around the, the city. There's a lot of people that are excited about Kellen Moore coming on as a coordinator, and deservedly so. I mean, the Cowboys have been one of the top offenses in the league year in, year out with him at the controls. How much different is this going to look? You still have almost all the same players, but it just it feels like um, the, the players are juiced. A lot of people are excited. What have you noticed that's different in having Kellen Moore on board? Well, I think, Matt, just the play style, I think the way that our guys are playing, um, you know, day in and day out. And uh, I think the way that they're taking the practice field and um, I think the consistency of their performance, um, I think there's an excitement about playing. I think, you know, one of the things that I think he was really good at um, in Dallas was everybody touched the ball. And I think offensively, that's something that I believe in and that we believe in is that, you know, to be a dynamic offense, you have to have every person on the offense, you know, be a threat and be a weapon and be something that you can use to your advantage. And so, you know, I think sharing the ball is something that makes all great offenses special. And I think that we have that. And then when you have a point guard, a trigger man like ours, um, it just gives you that extra dimension. And I think what, what Kellen's been able to do is to team up with all those special guys that, you know, DJ, um, you know, and Matt and, and Lorenzo is like, he's been able to team up with these guys and, use their chemistry together that's already been established and then build on it. And I think the fact that he played that position and been in those, you know, those type of locker rooms and been in those type of skill position rooms where you know that you're going to have, you know, people demanding touches and how to manage that the right way and, um, and knowing that it's all about winning. And I think that that's what our guys love about Kellen. They know he's just all about winning. Um, he knows that he's there for them and he's been able to fit in within our whole team, not just offensively, but our defensive players, have connected with him as well in our special team. So it's been a great addition for us. Coach, what's your biggest thing when you're coaching? You know, when you're coaching far as coaching not just players, but 
just trying to add that extra eyes with the coaches. How do you how do you integrate all that to not be condescending? How do you because you do a great job, seem like you let the coaches do their thing, but how do you integrate that as being the, the head guy to integrate everyone in where people feel that hey, they belong, but also they understand the accountability level? Yeah, it's 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 really important. There's no more important um, role as the head coach than being able to have the ability to affect everyone on the team where you're not just some siloed coaches with the defense or with the offense or, you know, whatever, sure. um, where you can affect everybody. And that's players, coaches, staff. And I think the way you do that, Lorenzo, and something that's always on my mind um, is being current with your relationships. I think that's how you can affect anybody at a moment's notice is that they know that you're there all the time, you know? And so um, when you do need to check in with somebody, um, you know, you're able to get your point across. And I think, you know, what I've tried to do is have that, that global view as the head coach is really know what's going on in all three phases, have really good assistants that can tell you, hey, hey, you know what, you may need to talk to this guy. You know, hey, he needs a little bit of a bounce, a little bit of a boost, or um, hey, maybe it's getting on somebody, you know, and letting them know, Lorenzo, before you're going to do it, like, hey, man, I'm going to get on you <laughs> in this team meeting, you know, um, and, and the impact that's going to have for the rest of the team. Um, and so, you know, cause how you do it matters, right? You, you know, how you do it. So normally prepping them for it's a good thing, but you know, it's the same way with coaches too. You know, I mean, you know, you talked about Kellen, you know, Matt, but you know, us being able to share, you're like, yeah, we have this great thing in this great chemistry, but Hey, like if there was a tough practice in training camp, like, Hey, Kellen, like we've, we've got to be better than that. You know, we got to have high standards for our offense. And like, you know, that scrimmage comes to mind, like, Hey, it wasn't a great like scrimmage, you know, like, Hey, let's make sure that we get it corrected. Hey, let's know that we're on the same page um, and, and that we're taking full ownership of what we're doing. Um, but and again, I think what that does, Lorenzo, is create a vibe. You know, I think that's what culture sure. is. It's a feeling, you know, when you come into the office, when you come into the complex, that you feel like doing all the hard work that, you know, the NFL requires. And um, that's what the head coaching role is for. And it's the most important job I have. It's not calling defenses. It's not making timeouts and, you know, fourth down decisions. It's making sure that everybody in our organization is operating at their highest level. Matt, I said, well, I, reason why I asked, Matt, the reason why I asked that, sorry about that, Matt, the reason why I said, because the great LT, I tell you guys a story, coach, so you could appreciate that. Marty shot number, he thumbs up to practice, say, hey, LT, just know I'm going to have to get on you today, and you know, just to make sure everyone, so we get in the meeting, Marty's, LT, you got to do better. And everyone's, wow, he was all over LT. After get out to practice, LT, Marty's like, Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate that. So you're absolutely right. It's great that you have that understand the heartbeat of that team. You got it. You got to do it. And, you know, Coach Schottenheimer, you know, I'm from Cleveland. So, you know, I know that that was one of his great talents was being able to yes. connect, you know, to the team and get the team plan, you know, get the whole team plan, not just one thing, like get the whole team plan. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's, and it's the most fun part of the job, you know, being able to connect with everybody, you know, in the organization. Um, and that's what gives me juice every day. Well, we certainly appreciate it, uh, Coach. It's a lot of talking, and it's a lot of speculating, and it all comes uh, down to week one. And we saw it, right? We saw tens of thousands of people in the preseason at these games. Uh, their excitement. We saw thousands of people in San Francisco for the third and final preseason game in Powder Blue out at Levi's. So there is an incredible amount of excitement around the team and could not be more excited to finally get it started this week. Sunday, 1.25 p.m. at SoFi Stadium. Tickets available at Chargers.com. Still a few, so get on it right away. Those will all be gone. But uh, as of right now, still a few left. We appreciate it. Good luck. We look forward to talking with you down the road, Coach. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you having me.
Well, certainly appreciate all the folks over at the Chargers, Jamal, Josh, and Coach, for making time as we set the tone for the 2023 campaign. And Lorenzo, when it comes to the 2023 campaign, it starts with a team that a lot of people are picking to make some serious waves that say may have the best roster top to bottom in all three facets. Uh, you mentioned the special teams, of course, in the conversation with Coach there, but this is a team that is dominant on defense. Of course, Jalen Ramsey going to be out for a minute here, so you won't see him out there, but you're talking about a great front, uh, a well-coached team, and a team that made the playoffs last year despite their own rash of injuries. Just let's start there, Lorenzo, and sort of your, your thoughts about the Miami, your big-picture thoughts about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think that you have two teams that are coached well. So we always know, and I am a huge believer in this, Matt, and I think you'll like this line. If all things be equal, players are going to make plays, but coach's job is to make decisions that's going to help determine the outcome of the game. If you got Jerry Rice on your team and you decide to go man-to-man, Jerry Rice is going to make plays. Your coach's job is to make a decision that's going to help make the decision that's going to help determine the outcome of the game. What do I mean by that? by doubling Jerry Rice, roll the safety over. And that's what I want to see. I want to see this chess match, what they're going to do. How are you going to stop, you know, Tyreek? What are some of the things that this team is going to do? How are you going to roll coverage? This is going to be a very, very competitive game. Two teams with a lot of speed, two teams that want to fly around, play defense. And like you said, two teams that can throw the ball around the park. So I'm just excited about the matchup and it's going to be a chess match. Yeah, it's you mentioned it, Lorenzo, and you look back to that game last year and a lot of people obviously are talking about the approach that Brandon Staley, you know, took defensively and understandably so. He pressed at the line of scrimmage. He knocked those receivers off the routes. He was not afraid of getting beat deep. He dropped his linebackers a little bit deeper and it really flustered to it. He was 10 of 28, had his worst game of the season, saved the game. He was you know, unfortunately knocked out of against the Cincinnati Bengals, but it was the worst statistic contest of the season for Tua. I assume we're not going to see a similar approach again after what Brandon Staley did. You mentioned it's a chess match. The one thing that stuck out to me, though, they did not run the ball. They just they didn't even bother trying to run the ball. It was almost like they wanted to show off Tua in this Tua-Herbert battle. It was Tyreek Hill. It was Jalen Waddell, and they never really established the run. Uh, somebody who knows uh, about that better than anybody, do you assume that pendulum's going to swing and we're going to see Mike McDaniel, run game coordinator for Kyle Shanahan all of those years, trying to get this run game going? Hey, you have to. If you're the Miami Dolphins, you got to come to SoFi and say, look, let's be real. Our our, our our, our quarterback is not better than their quarterback. And that is, we know that. And Tua, yes, he's a good talent, but he's not Herbert. And so you're going to have to say, let's ball control. Let's eat up the clock. Let's try to be physical. And that's what you're going to have for the Miami Dolphins. And I think this Charger team is going to have to bow their neck. And they're going to have to win on first and second down. Because you want Bosa. You want Joey Bosa. And you want Cleo Mack. You want those two boy dogs ready to hunt on third down, Money Smith. You want those guys to be able to be fresh on those downs. So I think you are going to try to, if you're the Dolphins, you're going to try to run the ball to, you know, get in third and short. And if you're the Chargers, you're going to have to be win on first and second down for your strength of your team, especially on defense. It's in the pass rush. Yeah, it's interesting. You, look, it's uh, there's no running from it, right? Statistically, it has been a struggle against the run for the defense the last two years. But one of the more interesting sort of facets inside those numbers is it's been explosive plays. Uh, they have given up explosive runs in nearly every game. It's not been a down-in, down-out situation. A big part of that, of course, the absence of Joey Bosa, whom I believe, not just because we're doing believe chargers here, but I believe to be the best all-around defensive end in the game. Uh, it's stopping the run and getting after the passer. 
How much of a difference do you suspect it'll make having him back, along with Khalil Mack, who's probably the best edge-setting run defender in the league? To have those two guys out there, do you think we're going to see a dramatic difference in what this run defense looks like this season and the addition of Eric Kendricks? I really do. I guess because, one, these guys are going to start the season healthy. And I think Coach should have – and I think Coach will tell you that he's going to have those guys on a pitch count. You want to make sure that you save those two guys because these two guys, let's face it, they're getting older up there in football years. But as far as being a threat, these two guys, they are not game – they are game changers. They're playmakers, but they're game changers. So without a doubt, your defense is a lot stouter now. You're healthier. You're going to be able to rotate guys. And that's going to be that that is going to to me is going to be a pivotal point. How many times can they get off the field on third down? How are they going to stop the team from converting to wear this defense out? Because you know it, money. It's a long season. So you want your defense to stay fresh. And I think they're going to rotate these guys and they're going to be fine. That's a great point. Uh, Tuli, Tui Pelotu looked fantastic in the preseason. He's going to be that third rusher that's going to be able to spell Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Of course, a lot to ask of him uh, against a Mike McDaniel, Raheem Mostert, who's as fast as Flash out there uh, when he comes in for either of those guys. The other side of the ball, though, Lorenzo, when we talk about the Chargers offense, it's going to look different. It's Kellen Moore. They're talking about explosive plays. They're talking about taking shots. One of the best drives of the season last year Ended in a field goal. It was at the end of the game uh, against Miami. It was an eight-minute drive. They just, you know, tick, 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 tick their way down the field, kick the field goal to make it a nine-point game. It sounds like that's not what they're looking for this year. They want explosive plays. They want Herbert to take chances. They want to exploit defenses with the physical talent they have with their quarterback and all that talent they have at wide receiver. Do you think it's going to look a lot different this year on offense? I do think it will, but I think that Moore is a guy also that knows that it's important to run the ball. And yes, we understand what you have in the running game. You have your running backs that can by committee. You have a guy, you know, running back that can get it to catch the ball out of the backfield. The biggest thing you want to make sure that you have chain movers because this is what the 49ers do. If you watch McDaniels and you watch the 49ers, the kind of football they play, they get the ball out of the quarterback hand quick. When Brady was at his best, think about what he did. It was dink, dink. It was okay. He knew those man coverage. I want to get the ball in the hand quick. It's four yards, five yards, first down, three yards, six yards, first down. When you do that, it wears the defense out, and it makes them take more chances, and you can go over the top. So I really believe that Kellen is going to have a game plan that he's going to dink and he's going to dunk, but it's those, those, those plays you're going to get five yards, six yards, first down, and you keep moving the chains, and you start to frustrate the defense. Now they start coming up. Safety start peeping down in the box, bringing guys down, and that's when you start taking those shots over the top. I think Kellen Moore, that's what he's going to have up his sleeves. Well, we can't see it. Well, we can't wait to see it. Uh, it's going to happen on Sunday out at SoFi Stadium. It's week one. It's Chargers, Dolphins at home. To get us started, remember, subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Watch us every Thursday on Bally's West and check out the Chargers Podcast Network and Chargers Weekly with Lorenzo, uh, Chris Harey, and me. We appreciate you checking us out week one. Looking forward to doing this every single week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.